WZZP, Hopkinsville, Clarksville, and Fort Campbell. It's time we lock the suit up and let Samantha Knight play whatever she wants. From the Carolinas to this side of the Mississippi, it's Rock Around the Region on C97.5. Everything that rocks.
on Z97.5, getting the program started tonight with the Nashville trio, Mr. Gray and Enemy Is Me. That coming from their EP, Sign of What's to Come. What's to Come tonight, part two of my conversation with Reverend Jack, plus Saliva, Shallow Side. Got some information coming your way for a couple of shows with the pleading and the return of Flaw to Clarksville and a band out of Jacksonville, Florida that we have not heard from in forever. But uh, there is sudden buzzing going on their band's Facebook page, and I'm very excited for that. In just a couple of weeks, this band will be joining me in studio as my special guest. This is Emerge, brand new single called What You Want It To Be. It's on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5.
it's not even illegal. Eats rock around the region with Samantha Knight on C97.5. Everything that rocks.
Rock around the region on Z97.5. The audacity and bridges burned. So here's an interesting thing about audacity, aside from the fact that Billy Gray of Fozzie is in the band, uh, a couple of other guys by the name of Marcus Davis and Dusty Winteroud. Marcus lives in Arizona. Dusty lives down here in the South as well. So that's two-thirds of the band that qualify for Rock Around the Region. Here's an interesting thing, though. The band is suddenly going to be changing their name. It turns out that there is another band with the name Audacity, and people weren't quite sure how to pronounce it. So I reached out to Billy Gray, and he said, yeah, we're going to be known as Tattoo the Scars now. So we look forward to the change with all of that, and we'll see what's coming. I am Samantha Knight. Saliva going to be back in town here in just about another week or so. Um, April 7th, I believe, is the date that they will be at the warehouse. Check out the concert calendar for details. I'm playing this because I love it. It is their cover of Eminem's Lose Yourself. It's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. There's vomit on his sweater already Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous But on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down The whole crowd goes so loud He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out He's choking now, everybody's choking now The clock's run out, time's up, Mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again, yo This whole rhapsody better go capture this moment And hope it don't capture Lose yourself in the music, the moment you want it You better never let it go Only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow This opportunity comes, once in a lifetime You better souls escaping through this hole that is gaping This world is mine for the taking
Discovering the best of the Southeast region without the fear of banjos. Each rock around the region with Samantha Knight on C97.5. Everything that rocks.
Rock around the region on Z97.5. New from Shallowside called Sound the Alarm. That is going to be coming off their new album, Saints and Sinners, which is available for pre-sale now. Shallowside.net. Don't know the exact date on it yet, but it will be soon. In the meantime, the band is out doing some dates with Framing Handley, which is pretty awesome. They will be coming uh, back to Clarksville, it looks like, around August 16th, doing the summer's almost overbash with Puddle of Mud and others out at O'Connor's. I am Samantha Knight. Time to catch up with Reverend Jack. This is the part of the conversation where we get to know what everybody grew up listening to and influences. When you decided, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around the room here, and I want everybody to kind of give me your backstory a little bit individually, but let's start with you, Eric. When you decided that you wanted to pick up an instrument, were you planning on being a singer at the same time? Were you always always into this? A, let's start, like, what got you into it? What was playing in your house? What, so, were your, what did your parents listen to when you were growing up? I, I listened to a lot of different stuff. I think, so I started off as a guitar player. I had no intentions of being a singer at any Did you have any idea you had that voice? No, I didn't think I could sing. I would, because I would, I grew up listening to stuff like Journey and Whitesnake. And at the time I hadn't. Those are big shoes. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't developed my voice well enough. So I was like, oh, I can't sing this stuff. And I just thought, well, if I'm going to be able to, you know, if I can't sing this, I just can't sing. Right. And so I was like, well, I'm, I mean, I'm a guitar player. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I'm. You know, I started playing guitar when I was about 13, 13, 14. I homeschooled my freshman year of high school. And my mom worked in, in Richmond. And there's a local music store called Willis Music in Richmond. So she'd go to work. I'd do schoolwork for about an hour. And I'd go down to the music store. And mm-hmm. I just got enamored with guitar. Uh, so, I, you know, I got my guitar. And I was playing. I was Self-taught playing, or did you take lessons from that music store? Uh, self-taught. Uh, I, I Everything I've done is, is from ear guitar-wise. Are your parents musical? My mom used to play guitar. My grandfather, I believe, played as well. So we got a little bit in the DNA. Yeah, there's a little bit in the DNA. Uh, and I think my dad was a singer at, at a period of time. He was a singer. But I just started playing guitar. Now, I, the stuff that I ended up starting to play, I was a big B.B. King fan. Okay. Eric Clapton, Santana. Uh, you know, the blues guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's, that's what I loved. I loved blues. And I started getting into a little bit of heavier music, like Slash. And Guns and Roses and and uh, I thought it was funny because one of the when I first started off I didn't have an electric yet and I had an acoustic and I was playing Sabbath and my brother tells holy me holy crap my brother tells me you can't play Sabbath on an acoustic really watch me <laughs> so I was like all right I'll buy an electric guitar <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> So when did, when did you finally decide to take a crack at singing? So I got into high school and I was taking a lot of uh, AP classes when I when I finally went back from homeschool. So my counselor was like, you're taking a lot of hard classes. We need to give you something a little bit easier. They're like, well, we've got a band class and we've got a choir class. And I was like, well, I play what, guitar. no shop? Uh, <laughs> we, we did. It just shop was always yeah. supposed to be the elective easy class, right? <laughs> well, we did. It just didn't work with my schedule. Right. Um, but that was my option. And I was like, well, I'm a guitar player. I'm going to learn to you know sing backup. It'd be a, a useful skill. And I ended up finding out that I was a way better singer than I ever was a guitar player. Wow. That's crazy, man. Because, yeah, you've got some serious pipes. Yeah. I, uh, I A lot of people don't know this. I was actually, when I went to college, I was a, a music education major. Okay. So I wanted to go back and, and be a teacher. Because, um, you know, everyone wants to, to be a rock star and wants to, you know, play music for a living. Right. And I'm a bit of a realist. Uh, you I have was, a backup plan? Well, no. I just... <laughs> You know, it's the dream, but you, yeah. you, you as, as a kid, and I've always had a pretty level head, I think. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. But it, it never seemed like a reality. Right. Not, not something I could do. It wasn't something that, oh, yeah, I'm just going to play <gasps> music all the time. 
that's going to be possible. So apparently it is. <laughs> apparently it is, which is good, though. Cause, but I said, you, you know, you still got that backup. If anything ever happens, obviously, you can go back to, to teaching and bringing the next generation around, which is cool. Oh, absolutely. I, I have every intention of, at some point in my life, becoming a teacher. Um, I don't know what stage it'll be. Um, I mean, Dude, ride this wave as long as you can. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, but at some point, I do want to, you know, go back and, and finish up my degree and, and uh, be a teacher. Cool. Very cool. What about you, Dustin? What did you grow up listening to in your house? What made you decide to pick up an instrument and, and follow this crazy dream? Well, I'll never forget. I would be riding with my dad going down the road, and I was too short. At one point, I was short. A little bitty. Behemoth. And I am short, so I feel no sympathy for you. <laughs> I would be sitting on a toolbox just so I could see out the window. Sounds totally safe. <laughs> and, right. I still buckled. I'm good. Five-way harness. We're good. No, I'm but um, a band came on the radio that really just intrigued me at the tender age of four. And okay. it was Boston. Okay. So I first heard them, and I was like, I heard the voice, beautiful voice of Bradley Dope. And I was like, okay, wow, that's crazy. And then over top of it, it was always bright. It was always uplifting. It was always epic sounding, but it still rocked. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow. I want that. I want to do that, you know. And then at four years old, I mean, you know, I was just sitting there just, yeah, you know, and I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then from then on, like four years old, my dad got me a drum kit. Well, your dad is a brave man. Literally drum kit. And it, it wasn't bad because at five years old, I could play what I thought was Wipeout. <laughs> but then uh, as I got old, about uh, probably about seven or eight, uh-huh. I took drum lessons from Mr. Derek Charles, which would actually be Alex's dad. Wow. He's phenomenal drummer. He's been everywhere playing with, I mean, everybody. Phenomenal, phenomenal drummer. Great guy, too. Then uh, then after that, I was like, I want to play bass. So I took bass lessons. You just want to do all the things. And then I was 12, and I said, you know what? I want to do guitar. So I got I got an acoustic, and it was like more like action like a dobro. So, I mean, it was like very annoying. <laughs> But I could, you know, I could, I could figure, I figured out how to tune it and things like that. And a buddy, I knew, I knew a buddy of mine that it was a decent player. And I said, Hey, I called him on the phone. And I said, Hey, man, teach me some chords. So he showed me the chords over the phone and I learned them over the phone. Okay. And I said, Okay, got it. And then I'd already, you know, taken drum lessons and bass. So I already had the rhythm part down. And then I heard Eddie Van Halen's eruption. Mm, and I and said, everything changed. And I was like, Mind blown. <laughs> I was like, that's what I want to do. There you go. I was like, that's what I want to do. I said, I don't want to do the manny, manny, man. I want to do the wheelie, wheelie, the Mason girls go. <laughs> so my cousin, uh, Matt Back, he was actually teaching a class. And his class was really, really beginner stuff like holding your pick and right. tuning your guitar. And then he had an advanced class with all the wheelie, wheelie. So, and I was like, well, there's nothing in between. I'm kind of like right there in between. But I was like, I don't want to, you know, learn how to, well, here's how you hold your guitar. You know, I don't want to do that. So I was like, well, okay. You want to just, just skip the baby steps and go straight to running. Steak. I got the whole steak. Yes. Yeah. So I went and got in his class and, um, you know, like first off, first off the bat, I'm like, he's like, all right, here's your pentatonic scale. And I was like, okay, it's all I need to learn. <laughs> no, but um, like right off the bat, it was just like scale, 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 scales. And then I'll never forget the very last song he wanted me to play with him, note for note. And no, I can't play it to this day, was Calypso Dover by Eric Johnson. Not many people can. I can play bits and pieces of it, or at least I think. I don't, honest to God, like I, I still remember the first time I heard that song. I'm like, oh, mind blown. He's beautiful. not human. No, he's, he's not. not human. His hands are the size of like, oh my God, behemoth. I mean, and he plays Fender Strats, which I mean, have little bitty necks. Yeah. So his hand like wraps around it four times. It's amazing. Yeah. So but you've then, been very, a very ambitious 
from the beginning because oh, for a four-year-old brain to hear Boston, because there is so much going on with Boston. It's just epic. There's so much oh, in epic. there. Uh, for, so for a four-year-old brain to like latch onto something like that and be like, yeah. And obviously you're it. chasing it down. It's going bigger and bigger and bigger no matter like what gets in your way or what you got to do to get there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, and I'm just like on, on a bullet train. I'm just like, you know, and that's, that's my goal. It's my focus. And, uh, you know, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad that we're in the, all this together. I mean, you know, four heads are better than one. Exactly.
the region on Z97.5. Reverend Jack Bullet, man of God no more, hanging out with the fellas. Now, before the song, we got to learn a little bit about what influenced vocalist Eric Harmon and uh, lead rhythm guitarist Dustin Black. So now, let's check out the rest of the band. So, Alex, I want you to grab that mic there. It's, it's Since you've been so quiet so far, it's it's your turn now. Yeah, so, obviously, we know that your dad was a drummer and, and gave drum lessons. Go ahead and scoot that up a little bit further, if you would. So, obviously, we know that your dad was a drummer. Mm-hmm. Any musical history with your mother, too? Or was it just everything come from dad and, and what got you started? Uh, well, my dad was probably my biggest inspiration, but my mom is a singer. You know, growing up, you know, there was a lot of times that... You know, I would listen to my dad's music, and uh, the older I got, the more I was like, okay, I want to be a drummer like this. You know, when I was like seven or eight years old, you know, it's kind of funny Dustin mentioned the eruption thing. About that age, I got really into Van Halen, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be a guitar player. Right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, about eight years old, I got this little uh, Harmony Strat and an amp and that was like the worst idea ever (laughs) you know like my my dad or whoever would come tune it and then i'd be like i don't like the way this sounds and then i just like completely tune it it (laughs) yeah yeah so uh that was pretty much out the door when i was nine years old for christmas actually i got my first drum set and my dad started giving me lessons i'm guessing your dad decided he got tired of tuning your guitar and said that's it you're gonna learn (laughs) how to tune drums instead well it's (laughs) It's funny, actually, because uh, he swears that this happened. I don't I don't remember it, (laughs) but he said that one day we went to a guitar center in Nash or not Nashville, Evansville. And uh, there was, like I said, a DWs or something set up there. And I was just like, Dad, can I play the drums? And he's like, yeah. So I go over there and grab some sticks. And he says that I did like this huge solo, you know, just kind of like a digga 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 whatever. You don't and, remember uh, this at all? I mean, very, very, very <laughs> faintly. And, and if you I'm were not, how old? I was about eight. Eight? Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think I was trying to do uh, Edgar Winter Group's Frankenstein. Oh, God. The ambition in this room just kills me. <laughs> From that point, my dad's like, all right, we're getting rid of your guitar and we're getting you a drum set. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's it. Decision made. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks, Dad. And, what kind of music uh, did your dad play? Uh, he played kind of just almost like power pop. Okay. Um, you know, just straight rock and roll. And uh, as Dustin mentioned, you know, he he had a lot of success um, that a lot of local bands don't ever get to experience. I guess, you know, growing up around that, it almost gave me like a standard of what band that I needed to play with because I tried playing in a couple different local bands and it was just going nowhere. I mean, you know, players missing cues and all this. And And I'm I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're thinking about dad and going, (laughs) we were talking about filling big shoes. That's some big shoes knowing that. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, of course, Join these clowns in a band. And, <laughs> you know, now it's all working out. The love in this room. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, a lot of my influences have changed. From the start, Cheap Trick has been my favorite band. Wow. Like, whenever I was, you know, basically still in diapers, I would watch their VHS tape, Every Trick in the Book, that has all their music videos. Yeah. So that would be in rotation with, like, Sesame Street and Thomas the Train. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so (laughs) definitely they're, they're one of my biggest influences later on down the line in my high school years, I got into like 
you know, thrash metal, uh-huh. and, you know, a lot of Megadeth, Metallica, and much you know, speedier things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I had to have a double bass kit, yeah. and, you know, four thousand cymbals, and you know, all that. Then I got a little bit older, and I kind of kind of started chilling out a little bit, and uh, you know, started appreciating like Led Zeppelin and right. the Doors, and I don't know, just a lot of different Simpler stuff. stuff. Yes, yes, and uh, you know, realized that. You don't have to have a ginormous kit to have a big sound. You don't have to have the Neil Peart kit to sound like Neil Peart. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, less is more, essentially. God, I hope his drum techs got paid lots of money. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can think about with that right. monster, right? <laughs> well, okay, so then that brings us to you here, Ryan. Once upon a time, guitar player, now on bass. Where did you get your start, musical family? What did you listen to growing up? Well, my family, there was actually a lot of country and some southern rock. Okay. Actually, you know, as far as my interest in music, I can remember going back to my aunt Pat's house, mm-hmm. and uh, which my aunt Pat she played piano. Okay, she had a piano and she had an organ, and I would you know tinker around on them a little bit. I picked up a few things here and there, so I finally decided oh, that I wanted to learn how to play piano. <laughs> so at nine years old, it's funny about nine years old because we got a lot yeah. of nine year old stuff going on. Yeah. My parents get me piano lessons. And which was all cool and everything, and I enjoyed it. But I realized really quickly that you cannot take a full-size piano to your buddy's house and no, go, hey, check this out. not so much. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> um, so I quickly, <laughs> I quickly lost interest in it. And, of course, piano lessons cost money. So uh, a couple years later, I decided, well, I wanted to learn how to play guitar. So I, I go, hey, can I get guitar lessons? And Dad's like, sure. As soon as you learn these first three chords out of this book on this guitar, which had a pretty high action on it. But um, I see now it was just to see that I was determined. So I sat down with this cheap guitar. I don't even know what kind of brand it was. I don't think it had a brand name on it. <laughs> it may not have even had a truss rod in it. <laughs> so I sat down and I learned, you know, your first three G, C, D, and learned them, learned how to play them, and learned how to do the rhythm thing, followed along in the book and everything. And, you know, I come in a few weeks later, show Dad I've learned the chords. That very next week, I was enrolled at a place called Backstreet Music. They offered guitar lessons and stuff. Okay. A great place. And, of course, I walk in, there's all these electric guitars, and Randy, the owner of the the music store, he's like, well, just pick out whichever one you want to practice with, you know, or you want to learn with. Right. So I picked out a a, a Sigma by Martin. It was an electric, and uh, walked back there and took my lesson. Now, what I didn't realize is that as soon as I walked back behind those closed doors, Dad bought that guitar and that little amp. So I didn't know. So I go to put put it back in on the shelf, and Dad's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like... Well, I'm putting it back up. He goes, no, put it in the truck. But I can remember the one thing that I did. One of the things that I learned on guitar was that Dad always liked it when I played it was us uh, the intro to Stairway to Heaven, which, I mean, you know, it's a common song that a lot of guitars learn. But it's the, the, he would always be like, hey, you know, play that one, play that. Right. Because of the way it goes and everything. Um, a little later on in life, you know, I've self-taught uh, after my dad passed away and everything. You know, I, I quit taking the lessons, but I continued the passion. And I just became self-taught from there. I had my was in my first band. I was a rhythm guitarist, and um, you know I was looking for a bass player. And I met met a good friend of mine. Um, I didn't know him at the time. I put in an ad in a penny pincher looking for a bass player. This guy answered the call. He comes up. You know he auditions on the bass and all that. We put him in as, as a bass player. You know, so I guess it's probably two or three weeks after we brought him in. Um, he called me up. He's like, "Hey, you want to hang out?" I'm like, "Sure." You know, you know, talk shop, whatever. We like to talk gear and shop stuff. Right. Like that. Uh, his name was Lewis Freeman. So me and Lewis are sitting there, we're talking, and he brings this guitar over. It's it's kind of a Frankenstein Gibson Les Paul with a, like a LS something neck on it. I don't know all the guitar parts. We'd have to talk to get a guitar, guitar <laughs> guru over here, Dustin. He could probably tell me everything that was on it just by looking at it. But 
Anyway, he had done a lot of custom work to it and stuff like that. And um, he brings this guitar over and starts playing lead guitar. And I'm like, wait a minute. You can outplay me at guitar, and I'm trying to play lead guitar. I say that with air quotations. But you're, like, playing circles around me. I said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play bass, and you're going to play lead guitar. And uh, so kind of out of necessity is where I picked up yeah. the bass. And I found out I was kind of a natural for it. So after I decided to play bass, two weeks later, we were playing our first show. Wow. I just I just picked it up, which, I mean, simple songs. It was, uh, wasn't nothing, you know, major or anything. But still, you know, just to go from not playing bass to a few weeks later, we're playing a show. Of course, I would played guitar guitar by this time for about 12 years or so mm-hmm. 12 or 13 years um so a lot of that kind of carried over but from there i picked up the bass found out i loved it absolutely loved it i just I, playing guitar i never could get into it as much uh playing bass it just it's for me it's kind of like freedom right you know i just i love it it's a passion that i didn't even realize i had at the time and that's what i've pretty well pretty well been doing ever since Music from your backyard, but damn, it's a big yard. It's Rock Around the Region with Samantha Knight on C97.5. Everything that rocks.
Region on Z97.5 from Nashville. That is The Pleading and Runaway, the band's latest single. A couple of shows coming up for them. Back here in uh, Clarksville, they'll be at the Warehouse on April 17th, uh, playing with Losing September. And then they're going to be hitting the road May 31st, if you feel like a road trip into Knoxville, to the Open Chord. Um, the Pleading and Reverend Jack going to be opening up for Crowbot. If you've never seen Crowbot before, they're a lot of fun. I saw them a couple of years ago on Louder Than Life in Louisville. Keep up with The Pleading on Facebook for details. It is Facebook.com slash The Pleading. Flaw working on a brand new album, and they are coming back to the warehouse here in Clarksville to celebrate new music. And as soon as they get the thumbs up from the label to release me a new song, I will have a new song to play for you. In the meantime, we're going back to the band's last single. This is Conquer This Climb. It is Flaw on Rock Around the Region on Z97.5.
Rock around the region on Z97.5 of Serpents and Stigmata. Working on getting those guys back in studio because we got to catch up on some new tunes. They've got a lot of shows on their uh, concert calendar right now on their page on Facebook. April 6th, Columbia, Tennessee. And let's see, we've also got April 17th at the end in Nashville. April 27th at the Pond in Franklin. May 4th, they hit the road to Birmingham, Alabama. And May 25th, they'll be back at the warehouse here in Clarksville opening up for the Veer Union. So check them out. Uh, of It's Facebook.com slash of serpents all one word and you can find them there i am samantha knight very excited for the next band that i'm going to bring you in fact the next two one of them has got a new ep on the way and one of them for the first time in years is finally starting to make some noise so that i will release and uh reveal i guess there's the word i'm looking for words are hard i will reveal that information to you when rock around the region returns on z97.5 Discover new bands now. Rock around the region on C975. Everything that rocks. I could take every of the words she said, throw it in her face. Would she even care? I still remember when she looked at me.
Rock around the region on Z97.5 out of Jacksonville, Florida. Cold. That one is suffocate. So let me just put something into perspective for you. Cold put out their first album in 1998, the self-titled. Then there was 13 Ways to Bleed on Stage in 2000. Year of the Spider in 2003. A Different Kind of Pain in 2005. And then nothing until 2011 when the band released Superfiction. And then they fell off the map. Well, that was 2011. This is 2019. And according to the band's Facebook page from just a week ago, they say, and I quote, something wicked is on the way. On Final Mixes Now, it's been a journey as all all our records have. The outcome is beautiful. Updates will be given soon. Thank you for all of your patience and love. Yes! I cannot wait to hear new stuff from Cold. I am so totally stoked for that. I am Samantha Knight. Thanks for tuning in and checking out the program tonight. I so appreciate spending the Sunday night with you. Big thanks to Reverend Jack for being my guest tonight. We got one more part of that conversation to come your way next week on the program. And then in the following weeks, we'll look for Emerge, Iron Glide, and more. All right. As always, you got questions, comments, or uh, you know of a band I need to know of, hit me up on Facebook or you can drop me an email. It is Samantha at Z975.com. Big news for my friends out of Kentucky, Kiss Kiss Bang. They've got a new EP on the way, and just last night, they were in Lexington, Kentucky at the Manchester Music Hall with Joyous Wolf and Buck Cherry. What a great show, I'm sure that was. So that's how we wrap things up tonight with Kiss Kiss Bang. This is easy to love. It's Rock Around the Region on Z97.5. Get go, I'm not easy to love. You've got your mind made up, and now you're hurting to love you've got your mind made up and now you're hurting yourself 